Listen up, everybody. On Tuesday, March 19th, 4.15 Eastern Time, that's 1.15 here local in LA, I'll be hosting a webinar to discuss Cambria's two new ETFs, the Cambria Tactical Yield ETF, ticker TYLD, and the Cambria Micro and Small Cap Shareholder Yield ETF, ticker MYLD. Head over to Cambria's Twitter and LinkedIn pages to find the registration link. Once again, that's March 19th at 4.15 Eastern Time. Look forward to seeing you. Carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risk factors, charges, and expenses before investing. This and other information can be found by visiting our website at www.cambryfunds.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing or sending money. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of capital. The Cambry ETFs are distributed by Alps Distributors, Inc., member FINRA, FINRA. Welcome to the MedFavor Show, where the focus is on helping you grow and preserve your wealth. Join us as we discuss the craft of investing and uncover new and profitable ideas, all to help you grow wealthier and wiser. Better investing starts here. Matt Faber is the co-founder and chief investment officer at Cambria Investment Management. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Cambria's funds on this podcast. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Cambria Investment Management or its affiliates. For more information, visit cambriainvestments.com. Hey, podcast listeners, we have another great show for you today. Our guest is the CEO and co-founder of PartySlate, a content-rich marketplace that connects people planning events with leading event pros and venues. PartySlate approaches the event planning industry from a fresh angle by offering planning professionals a digital platform to showcase their work and build their brands. In today's episode, we discuss the state of the party planning industry and how PartySlate is bringing something entirely different to the table. We get into Julie's origin story, the frustration our guests face logging hours online, trying to plan a high-profile cancer research gala, and how that experience ultimately led to the idea behind her company. We talk about their business model, growth plans, and her experience with the startup incubator Techstars. Our guest even offers thoughts on the future and some major trends she's seeing take place in the event planning industry. This episode is sponsored by our friends at YCharts. It's always exciting when YChart releases a new enhancement to the platform, and just recently they launched the new Attribution Analysis Tool. It can help you see what's driving a portfolio's performance, displayed with quick-hitting and easy-to-understand heat map and bar chart views. You can use this for funds, ETFs, and model portfolios and see a quick screenshot of the top eight contributors and detractors over any time period or look at the full attribution table. I've used it to check out some of the strategies and love how easy it is to use. For current YChart users, you're likely already familiar with the power of their report builder and proposal generation offerings. Now you can integrate attribution tables and visuals into your proposals to help tailor the investment story that resonates with your clients. Check out this new feature for yourself and get 20% off your initial YCharts professional subscription when you start your free YCharts trial by going to ycharts.com slash meb dash favor or just click the link in the show notes for new customers only. Please enjoy this episode with Party Slate CEO and co-founder Julie Novak. Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We are live from sunny California and snowy Chicago. Are you, are you Chicago native? Where are you from? I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin and moved to Chicago after University of Michigan. So Midwesterner. But I love LA. <laughs> you were also a Kellogg girl at one point too, right? I am Kellogg. Yeah, I went to business school at night at Kellogg and went to economics, studied economics and marketing and you know, never knew that the digital thing would explode right after I graduated. So it was a great time. Let's hear about it. So you're the founder, CEO of Party Slate. Give us the quick one minute elevator overview of what Party Slate is, and then we'll get into all the uh, the details too. Sure. So Party Slate is a platform or a website you can go to if you're planning a large scale event. So let's say a corporate event, a wedding, a bar bat mitzvah, a gala, any type of large scale event where you need professional planning in a venue, you can come find new ideas. We have over 700,000 photos that have been posted by leading event professionals and venues across the country. And then more importantly, you can find the best local event professionals and venues to help you bring your vision to life for your event. And on the other side of the market for event professionals, so let's think caterers, venues, planners, 
they can come to Party Slate and actually market their business. We talked about content marketing before. They can create a free profile page, upload all their photos, their videos, and really build their brand and drive leads. And you may ask, how do I make money? Well, about 5% of our community, we have about 10,000 profiles, pay for a boosted presence on the platform. So think about Instagram boosting or Facebook boosting. We provide an opportunity to get their brand in front of the right people that are planning these large-scale events and connect kind of the buyers and sellers. So we are a marketplace, but we are not transactional. So you don't buy a $100,000 party through Party Slate. You find an incredible venue. You find an amazing caterer by searching our platform. Sounds like you've practiced that once or twice before. <laughs> it's a great delivery. We So let's walk through both sides. First, let's walk through you know, the person who wants to plan a party and, and feel free to jump in with sort of the industry dynamics too, because I imagine a lot of the challenge of this is just, it's so dislocated all the various people that get involved in not even a small party, but God forbid, like a enormous gala or something, but walk us through. It seems so mom and poppy. Yeah. So it is a highly, highly fragmented industry. So if you think about LA, you know, there's thousands and thousands of companies that help produce events. That said, there are also some bigger players like the hotels and the big catering companies like Wolfgang Puck, you know, Four Seasons and others that share their work on Party Slate. I would say 80% or 90% are businesses of one to 10 people. And then the rest of it is the big hotels, the big catering companies, the big restaurant groups. Anyone that earns revenue from private events is part of our target market. This is a very personal product market fit because I got married a handful of years ago and my wife and I have started the path of, of planning this. And between how busy we both were, I was like, I can't even deal with this right now. Like this is so overwhelming and such just an avalanche of just mess, even talking to all the coordinators, et cetera. Anyway, so let's say I want to throw a party, whatever it may be, a local bar mitzvah in LA, which I went to my first bar mitzvah, by the way, a couple of years ago. It was probably the best party I've ever been to. Bar and bat mitzvahs are amazing. I'm actually planning my twin girls' B'nai mitzvah in next year. And they're the most creative, fun, experiential events. And we found that a lot of our corporate hosts and brides and grooms love to look at bar and bat mitzvah ideas on Party Slate for ideation and to find new ideas. All right. So let's say... Meb in 2020 wants to throw a party. What's my experience? I go to the website and then what? Yeah. So if you go to partyslate.com, hopefully your listeners will check it out. There's a section called photos and real events. That's kind of, if you can think about it, top of funnel. You're just thinking about it. Like you may have a date, but you're just getting started. You can actually go to real events and you can look for weddings, fundraisers, mitzvahs, birthdays, celebrations, or corporate events. And you go into those sections. So let's say you're planning a fundraiser. And again, for fundraisers, how I thought of Party Slate is I was planning a nonprofit for a cancer research charity. I have a lot of cancer that runs in my family, and it was really important to me. And I knew a great event would raise 100% more funding for this charity than if it was not a great event. And you might say like, oh, that doesn't seem right. It should be about the charity. But really, it's about having that captive audience. You know, you've been to these fundraisers. You have a captive audience. You have an incredible video. You have an amazing speaker. There's great food. That helps people get connected to your cause and want to give more. And even more importantly, that makes them want to come back the following year. And so it's almost like recurring donations. When you go to the fundraiser gallery on Party Slate, you can look through thousands of beautiful, beautiful fundraisers that have been hosted all over the country, and then you can get ideas and save those ideas. But let's say you have your date and you're leaning in and you're like, you know what? I'm too busy. I don't have time to plan this myself. You can go to the find professional section and go under event planner, and then you can actually sort on planners that do nonprofit events. So you can click the button. There's a nonprofit filter on the left-hand side. And then you can say, hey, I'm looking for an event planner in LA. So you do the drop down. It's, you know, there is a little bit of like a Yelp component of Party Slate. We like to say we're like a luxury Yelp. <laughs> and then you'll find amazing event planners in LA that do weddings or do mitzvahs or do other types of events, but not just seeing who they are. Then you can click into their profile page and actually view, like, do I see myself working with this person? What type of events do they do? What venues have they worked with? It's really a way to filter and to 
shorten your list of who you want to contact. Of course, you're going to talk to this person on the phone. You may even have an in-person meeting before you hire someone that's going to be working with you for six months or a year. But we're going to make it more enjoyable, a shorter time to market, and just a better experience to find those right people. And so is that how most people do it? Do they really lead with the event planner? It's, it depends on the type of event. So for a bar and bat mitzvah, you get your date from your temple like three years out and you got to get your mitzvah DJ. Like that's just one example. For a gala, they got to get their venue first. They have to get their venue because it's such a big event. And there's probably only like three ballrooms in Chicago that hold 1,500 people, right? So you have to get your venue first. So it depends. A lot of times for weddings, people are like, oh, I can do this myself. I'm so organized, just like you went through. And they're like, oh my God, this is a full-time job. They already have their venue, but they decided, you know what? I want to enjoy this process. I'm going to get an event planner. So we are very pro event planners. If you need the time and you don't want to do it full-time and you want to enjoy yourself, we really say get an event planner. And so are you guys kind of like, I mean, and correct me just, but for the audience listening to this for the first time, the ex experience, the you kind of UX of the website, does it feel more almost like a, hey, look, you have all these professional profiles. You mentioned it was kind of like luxury Yelp. Is it also have an element of almost like an Instagram or Pinterest where people say, okay, now I have my event planner and then I can reach out to the event planner and be like, look, these are the type of catering that I seem to gravitate to, or these are the, is that how it works? Like what's the next step? Absolutely. So let's say you go to Pinterest and you put in like fun gala ideas. You're going to see everything in the kitchen sink. There's going to be a lot of dead ends. And again, we don't dislike Pinterest. Like it's a great kind of free exploration. It's great for like do-it-yourselfers. But when you really have this big high pressure event you're planning, you want to find out who did these events. How do I contact them? Could I picture myself working with them? So they can come, let's say they're doing a fundraiser and find ideas they like and work and collaborate with their event planner and say, hey, I saved these photos on Party Slate. This is what I'm thinking. You can create an idea slate. We call it an idea slate. So you can put all your ideas on your slate and then actually collaborate with your planner. We never say like, oh yeah, I'm going to do exactly what this photo is. It's meant to be like a mood board. It's something to inspire the event and get the conversation going with your event planner or your event designer. And so at least certainly with the current state of Party Slate, most people they're not actually managing the actual event through your platform. It's more of like a discovery engine. No, it's a discovery engine and it's an ideation, a thought starter, like to say like almost through mood board, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. It's almost like building a house. You can use house, H-O-U-Z-Z, -Z, which I love. I redesigned a kitchen. That's what helped me think about Party Slate for like kitchen ideas and collaborating with your interior designer. But when it actually comes to the general contractor doing the blueprint and where the pipes are going to go and the layout, that is not on Party Slate. Before we hop over to the pro side, for the people that want to throw a party and use your site, are there any best practices or say, look, you know, we've seen obviously thousands, tens of thousands of people go through this funnel. We have some suggestions on how best to optimize their time spent on this site to really get a good outcome and also things to watch out for and say, look, this is a really poor way of using this site. Yes. I mean, I think the most important thing is like building a house, you have to have some sort of budget in mind on how much you want to spend in this event. And trust me, it's always going to be more than you think, but you have to have some initial ballpark on budget and how many people you're going to have. Then you need to start thinking about the setting venues. You know, you can't have 10 weddings at the same venue. So you need to think about, do you want outdoor, indoor capacity? Do you want a raw urban space or do you want a fairy tale ballroom? I mean, what is important to you? And I guess in thinking through all those options, I, I know we're very pro planner, but these event planners have seen and done it all. They know which venues have the good sound that don't have the good sound. They know which ones have efficient loading docks for loading in decor and loading out decor. So when you choose a venue, bounce ideas off an event planner, someone that has done things at these venues before so that they can help you create a short list. If you aren't using a planner, really, really research these venues. And that's why Party Slate is going to save you time. Make sure you look at the type of event you're having and what that room looks like with an event like a gala or a bar mitzvah. That We're the only platform that lets you envision what your type of event looks like at that venue. 
venue. And then I would also look at event professionals who have worked at that venue. On the Party Slate venue page, you can see every event professional that has experience with that venue. We believe the event professionals that have worked in the venue before will be more fluid in the space, will understand it more, there'll be less room for complication. And so we feel that's a big value proposition of Party Slate is to look for people that know the venue that you've selected. And then the final thing I will say is you may not be a creative person, but really do your research and like think about what you want the experience to be. You don't have to think about colors or things like that, but how do you want your guests to feel and try to verbalize that to your event team so that they can help fulfill that vision. So the more thoughts you have, you don't have to have the answers, the better off your team is going to be to actually bring that vision to life. You know, as you've been doing this for years and the feedback you get, what amount of people, and I imagine it's not trivial, come to you guys or to the planners and see an event that's taking place and say, look, I basically just want to replicate that. I don't care about authenticity of doing something totally new for the first time, but this looks great. Maybe I'll change 10% of it, but this is pretty darn close to where I want to be. Is that a fairly, is that something you hear never often? We are not the event planners. We're a technology platform, but we see the inquiries, you know, the contact us go through our platform. We can learn a lot through that. Really, I think when you build a house, You may say, like, I like the way this house looks, but I have a dog and I want this and I want that. So I think it is common to say I want something that feels this way. But when you're throwing a large scale event, it is rare for someone that loves planning events to say, just do exactly what this person did. Mm -hmm. I have never heard that. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Well, that would be me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think not to stereotype, but it's probably about 70% women that are planning these large-scale events. Uh, That said, corporate events are a pretty good mix between male and female. But I think that people that do love to plan events want to create a really differentiated, unique experience for their guests. And I'm not talking about like the training session with 50 people and that. I'm not talking about that type of event. I'm talking about like an incredible corporate holiday party or a really cool client entertaining event. You want to do something that is memorable and that creates an experience and an impact on those people. So we, we rarely hear just do what they did. So hop me over to the pro side and would love to hear a little bit about the experience. How do they adjust their business model, you know, in 2020 for these sort of marketplaces? What's the feedback? Yeah, it's a really good question because Instagram really changed a lot of how this industry works. When Instagram and their crediting came along, you cannot, an event professional, let's say a caterer, if they post a photo to Instagram, if they don't credit all of the event partners, the photographer, the planner, the venue, they really hurt their professional relationships with those people. And so what's happened is transparent crediting, meaning, hey, I used to hide who I worked with. That's for me to know has gone away. And so now it is completely transparent who the venue was, who the caterer was, who the photographer was, who the planner was on Instagram. And because of that, it really led the way for Party Slate to be a great platform to not only share your work, but to also build out your professional network online. And so when someone um, creates a free Party Slate profile, let's say they upload their first event, they credit eight event partners, the photographer, the caterer, et cetera, then we invite those people to join Party Slate to create a free profile. So we have a great network effect where professionals are inviting their professional teams that they've worked with to create a free profile. Like a warm intro, instead of saying like, hey, this is what Party Slate is, we say, hey, Kehoe Designs credited you on this beautiful event you did two weeks ago. Would you like us to activate the link and create a free profile for you? And most times it's yes. So, you know, we have a very high growth rate and we have over 10,000 event professionals and venues that are sharing their work. Um, So their experiences, they have all of these professional photos sitting in drop boxes. They use one or two of them from those events on Instagram. Maybe they have some on Pinterest, but the vast majority of them, we call it marketing gold, are not being used to market their business. And so basically what Party Slate is, within 15 minutes, they can create a free profile 
upload their events, let's say even just three to start with, but some professionals have 20, 30, 40 events. Everything is SEO optimized, mobile optimized. It's almost like digital marketing for people that have no time, but want a great presence. The people that are way too busy to do it themselves, they can take advantage of our white glove service where we will actually build a profile for them. We will add keywords and tag for Google. And then we will also include them in editorial and social media posts. Basically, we say with the free profile, like 90% are free now or 95, it's a great starter for your professional profile online, just like LinkedIn. You can start and do a light profile or you can get in mail or you can do all these other advanced things on LinkedIn. It's the same thing with Party Slate. So start with free. And then we have a sales team that will invite them to become a member of Party Slate. And we have three different packages that they can select from. And once they sign on, it's an annual contract. And we really focus on creating a great branded presence, getting their network activated on Party Slate so they show up on all these other profile pages, and then also, you know, driving qualified inquiries to help them grow their business. And this isn't meant to be a softball question, but it just seems like an obvious no-brainer that if you are a service provider pro, why you wouldn't at least list a free profile. Yeah, I think a free profile is a no-brainer, absolutely. But time is money. So it does take some time. And some people are so busy that they don't even have time to do that. But more and more people are just saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. We want one. And like within three minutes, we can create the base profile for them because we already have credited events from other professionals they've worked with on their profile page. So it's getting easier and easier. So I think with marketplaces, once your flywheel starts moving, which ours is, it gets easier and easier to grow. Yeah. We'd love to hear a little bit about, I mean, this has got to be a pretty fast changing industry. You've been running this ship since 2015, 2016, 2015? Yep. 2016, we launched. You know, we're into the new decade. As you look out on the horizon, how do you kind of see this vision for how the industry will look in five, 10 years from now? Is it more status quo, big changes? What do you think? I think big, big changes are happening in this industry for the good. I don't know how often you watch regular TV anymore, but in our household, it's like Netflix and Hulu and it's YouTube. My kid's watching YouTube and and print magazines are shutting down. And so the traditional medium that people are using to advertise their brands are going away. And that's why social media and influencers and podcasts, all these things are popping up as new ways to market yourself. Again, we call it content marketing. And so with that, events have become a very popular way to activate, whether it's a brand message or a fundraiser or even creating family memories, they're amplified with social media. So we think events, and I know for a fact, budgets are getting larger and larger because they're not viewed just as a moment in time. There's before the event, there's during the event, and then there's after the event marketing. So when we do our launch parties, like for example, our LA launch party, we had celebrity planner Mindy Weiss, who's on our advisory board, was speaking at it, along with Pauline Perry, who's one of the top caterers in LA, and Brian Leahy, a top photographer. And so we use that as an opportunity to really amplify all these amazing people that are part of Party Slate and social media. And it became like an ad for Party Slate. It was like the talk of the town. People came to this event that don't go to events. Beverly Hills Four Seasons, like all the big people were there. And so social media amplifying these events are becoming like ads for the brand or awareness builders. And so we're seeing more and more money flow into experiential events and event activation. People like Verizon with Super Bowl have been doing this a long time, but now with social media, it is more affordable. You don't need a Super Bowl ad or a big budget to have a really cool event and amplify it in social media, write an article about it and and get your word out. So that's trend number one. And then with that trend, the event professionals and venues that do the best content marketing, that have a lot of Instagram followers, that have a very filled out party slate profile page, we see them winning an inordinate amount of business because this is how people are absorbing content and it's not reading a wedding magazine anymore. It's Googling, it's going to social media. That's how people are learning about companies. And so what we say is this is really hard. Digital marketing is hard. You guys know it's time consuming. There's a lot of work that needs to happen. We are here to make it easier for you to have a professionally 
viewable portfolio where you can be found, you can be boosted, and more importantly, connected to this powerful network that you've built years building in your hometown. I still experience, you go to a fair amount of events and so many are still, I don't know how, in 2020, pretty poorly run. I would say many of the charity events, including including almost every sort of silent auction one, that's an opportunity for you to expand someday. Yeah. I mean, we we write the article about silent auction. There's a lot of companies that, that help with silent auctions. And again, we don't produce any events. I know you know that we're a technology company, but we try to shine a light on the companies that are innovating in the space that can help our party hosts or the people that have budget to spend on an event to raise awareness of these great companies that are really out there doing great things. But yeah, there's still a bunch of poorly run events and it kills me. I think the events that are really not well run is when there's not a clear sense of purpose of the event. It's like networking, like, well, that's not enough anymore. Is it networking plus sharing trends of XYZ? Like, what is the purpose of your event? And if you don't have a clear purpose, you're not going to have a great event. I would love to go back in time because I think it's a pretty interesting story and hear a little bit about origin story of building this from scratch. You were, I believe, had your background in a little bit of digital as well, investment banking, right? Yeah, I was actually in a banking training program, like a rotational training program called the First Scholars Program. It's now part of Chase, where I rotated through capital markets and retail banking and uh, you know six different areas while I got my MBA at night at Kellogg. And I was really drawn to marketing and probably not the sexy area of the bank because it was retail marketing. And, you know, of course, the investment banking, commercial banking side is more gets more attention. But I just loved marketing. And I had the opportunity to co-found the first Internet or digital group that launched online banking in Chicago. So that was my first opportunity to create a startup within a big company. And it was a really exciting time because a lot of the older people at the bank were like, what's this internet thing? And no one's going to bank online. And we were the evangelists saying, this is going to change how we work, how we interact, how we communicate. And so for two years, I built out this group with two other people. We grew it. We launched the first website. We launched online banking. And then one of my digital agencies hired me. They called agency.com. So I left banking behind. And I'm like, this is the future. I could not be more excited to bring the tech, the creative, the strategy together. And so for 10 years, I kind of worked my way up at agency.com and ended up running the North American group. And after that, Razorfish recruited me to join. And I ran the Chicago office and then the central region. So I had about 400 people at Razorfish across three offices. And again, we were working with some of the biggest brands in the world on their digital strategy and their websites. And then I was like, wait a second, I've been doing this a long time. Mobile is the future. Mobile, mobile, mobile. So a mobile company recruiter called me and I joined this amazing company called Vibes Media, which was a mobile SaaS company that helped people with mobile marketing. And I tapped a old colleague of mine to help run their tech group or to be their CTO, who's my now co-founder, John Harrow. And for five years, we were at Vibes, and it was a great experience growing a SaaS company and taking it from 80 people to 200 people. But this whole time, I had this idea for Party Slate. <laughs> and I've been planning all these galas and corporate events. And I'm like, these websites suck. I didn't find anything I liked. I wasn't inspired. And then I used House to redesign a kitchen. And it all clicked for me. And I started putting a business plan together. I registered PartySlate.com about 10 years ago. And after three years of talking about it and dreaming out loud to anyone who would listen, my husband's like, you got to do this. You got you to do this. So I quit my job and I went all in. I raised a million dollars. I recruited John to be my co-founder. He is amazing. He's tech and product. I'm sales and marketing and started from getting the best talent in the city, a city of Chicago to really build this global platform, one day global platform. I believe you guys uh, went through Techstars? Yeah, we went through Techstars. Could you explain just a second of what that is for the listeners? Yeah, so Techstars is pretty prestigious kind of incubator program. You have to apply to get in and about a thousand companies apply. So there's Techstars Chicago, there's Techstars Denver. I think there's about 10 of them. There's probably more now. 
So we got recruited to join Techstars, one of 10 companies that got in out of a thousand. And it's basically like boot camp for startups. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm this more experienced founder. I've run a $50 million business. But after I started talking to the general managers of Techstars, I realized, wow, starting a startup in a tech company is different. The connections they can get us, the training, the mentors, we need this. We did a three-month boot camp called Techstars Chicago. And we met some great people. The end of the program, you present at a huge venue called Demo Day. There's a lot of those all over the country. But Techstars Demo Day brings together investors from all over, mainly the Midwest, but people came in from all over. And you basically have 10 minutes to give your pitch and then really hopefully leads to your next round of funding, which it did for us. And so did you go traditional VC route? Was it friends and family? The first round, which we call our friends and family round, was 80% friends and family and 20% an amazing early venture capital investor, Hyde Park Venture Partners here in Chicago, Ira Weiss, who believed in our vision and really looked to the success of our analog company, which was House, and came into our friends and family round. And then after that, it was mainly institutional money and angels. This last round was led by Great North Labs, a great new fund in Minneapolis, two brothers, Rob and Ryan Weber, who had a very successful company and a good exit and been in angel investing for many, many years and just started their first fund. And they've been incredible help to us so far. And then we have investors from LA. So Wavemaker Partners, Jesse Draper and Halogen Ventures, Randy Kaplan and Jump Investors. So we have great LA investors. And then our new investor in New York, FJ Labs, who I think you've heard of, are incredible marketplace investors and uh, really feel good that they joined our round over a month ago. Yeah, I was. Uh, we had Fabrice on the podcast a while back, and I'm going to blank on this. Sorry, Fabrice, if you're listening. But he, he had a great quote on what characteristics he looked for when funding a marketplace startup, or I think may may just been founders in general. And it's not at all what what I've heard anywhere else. But I think the first thing was like the ability to tell a story. So like to spin a narrative, because he's like, if you can do that, you can raise money, you can sell product. And it's funny, I laugh because in my world too, the investment side, so much of keeping clients compliant and behaving and not doing crazy things. And also just on the investment side, so much of it is storytelling. Yeah, I think storytelling is really important because how we digest information, like a spreadsheet, it's not the same as telling a story about the spreadsheet, about the state of the business. And so storytelling is really important. And actually, one thing that Party Slate is really great at is storytelling around these amazing events. So it's not just photos. It's actually a description of the event. It's the partners that worked on the event. It's the fact that it's 30 photos from the event, not just one from the beginning of the night to the end, to the after party, to the food truck. I believe storytelling is very compelling, and and I'm really glad that he pointed that out. This business has been live for a few years. Talk to me a little bit about your growth strategy. Tell us about how many cities you're in and how you achieved expansion thoughtfully, but also to be able to get this out. Absolutely. So our market strategy, our growth strategy are based on two sides of our market. So on the event professional side, we really leverage these incredibly strong local networks. And these networks often expand from city to city. So for example, a lot of New York event planners do events in Palm Beach and Miami because their clients go there for the winter. A lot of Chicago planners do events in Colorado and Arizona. And so as we bring on these new events to these profiles, all of a sudden we start building networks in these other cities. So, so many people ask me, hey, why did you choose Miami before other cities? I said, because Palm Beach is like the sixth borough of New York. So we actually got all these intros. People actually from New York flew down to our Palm Beach launch party because so many of their clients are down there and their relationships. So to how we grow on the professional side is leveraging the power of the network and the connections of these real world relationships that are extended through Party Slate. On the consumer side, 
we are all about content marketing and search engine optimization and social media and editorial. And so we get all these incredible events posted by these event professionals. They're all incredible, highly compelling photos. We package those and optimize the profile pages. So when you go to Google and you search, for example, bar mitzvah venues in LA, Party Slate will likely be on the first page because we have tons of bar mitzvahs. We have these amazing venues and we're optimizing our our pages for search. Don't do it right now because hopefully, we, no, I'm just kidding. Hopefully we show up on that page. We are getting better and better, more authority on search engines so that more and more people, when they're searching for top event planners in Chicago or they're searching for rooftop venues in LA, that party slate will show up. Also social media, all the content we have, we amplify through Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you might say, why LinkedIn? LinkedIn is an amazing channel for us because a lot of corporate planners are there. It's a business community. Venture capitalists are on there. I will say we haven't invested in Twitter a lot because it's not that relevant to our industry. But I do know venture capitalists are on Twitter. So I try to at least keep our page full, but it's not that strategic for us. So our number one platform is Instagram. So it's just at party slate. I'll make a little plug. Please follow us. We have a hundred thousand followers, highly, highly engaged. And then after that, it's again, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. That's interesting how quickly the world has changed. You know, it's funny you say that about LinkedIn because we consistently hear that from a lot of people that they have a, a great experience advertising on there. Yeah. And we are all doing organic, not advertising, I should mention. So we're, yeah. And I think for recruiting, we, I'll be honest, we've had mixed results on LinkedIn because sometimes you just get too many candidates. But we really found the organic reach. What I mean by organic is, let's say I speak at a high profile event. I'm doing, when this podcast goes live, I will for sure post this on LinkedIn and get a ton of engagement and we'll link, put it on our party slate profile as well. And we will maybe get five or six times the engagement on LinkedIn than we will on Twitter. Yeah, I'm smiling because as we're speaking, I just added party slate on Instagram and I like already want to click on about three or four of y'all's articles. It says, Mark Jacob got married here. You can too. And then, of course, for my audience, it's a bunch of nerds. I, I say that lovingly. <laughs> it says, calling all the Harry Potter fans, you need to see this magical bar mitzvah. That's <laughs> uh, funny. And we do try to balance our messaging between corporate, gala, mitzvah, wedding. But I will say the social events and the experiential corporate events are the ones that are more highly engaged with. What cities are you guys in? So we're in 14 cities. I mean, if you count the Hamptons and Napa, 16. We started in Chicago and then quickly expanded to LA and New York and Miami. After that, we were really penetrating to San Francisco. We are growing in Dallas and Houston. And we've had recent launches in Boston, Phoenix, DC, Atlanta. And I'm sure I'm missing things. Oh, San Diego is great. And then we, oh, we just had a, an event last month in New Orleans that was absolutely incredible with uh, Sapphire events who are amazing planners in New Orleans. Go back a few years. How different does the vision look in 2015 than today? I mean, was it something where it looks exactly like you planned it out or were there some sort of dead ends or roadblocks you said, man, we're going to try to do this and this was just not a good idea? We have not pivoted. We've stayed true to the vision. And I think it's nice that we had, again, an analog company with House and what they're doing, but we've really stayed true. I think what we underestimated was the importance of this network component of our platform. And I think that's something that's a plus to us that the highly, highly connected nature of this industry, like they're having dinner parties every week and networking events. And it's not just because they plan events and they're social, it's because the referrals flow very freely amongst this group. So the DJ could get the lead first and then refer the venue. The venue could get it first and refer the photographer. The photographer could get it first, refer the planner. And so the closer their relationships, the more referrals they're going to get. And they're meaningful referrals that large events. And so for us, the fact that we know who works together, who works at what venue, and that we can amplify those real world relationships, almost like LinkedIn. Like I look you up and how many overlapping contacts we have. And I have something like, oh, you know, so-and-so, I know so-and-so. That is such a powerful 
network effect for Party Slate. And I think we underestimated how much this will help us, how many initiatives we can do around this network effect to make the platform that much more valuable. What's been some of the bigger challenges? Is it simply staffing up? How many people do you guys have now? We have 32 now, and I think the uh, staffing, the good news is in Chicago, there's probably about 10 like business to consumer <laughs> platforms. Like It's not like Silicon Valley where there's a million of them. We have done a great job recruiting and getting top talent here. So I think that's, it's always hard to find developers. And of course, that's not super easy, but I think that's not one of our ta- challenges. I think for us, the event professionals, they know us. We are getting our brand out there. We are growing. I think we can do more this year to share what a great resource this is. For example, for corporate planners in our target cities that work at corporations that could use our platform for inspiration. Same for brides. I think for bar mitzvahs, we're doing a great job because no one's writing about them and no one's writing about galas. Like we're the only one. But we need to do a better job and we're hiring, for example, an email marketing person. We're hiring a product marketing person. So expanding the marketing team and really focusing on what we call growth loops. And that's where the platform itself helps us grow. So you could refer friends, you can refer event professionals, really making our community help us grow. I think that's what our main focus needs to be in 2020. It seems like such a challenge when you have a business like yours that's doing well and growing. You've clearly found something there, you know, but at the same time, and I'd be curious to hear, you know, if for someone who has a lot of professional investors, how much they love to meddle would be the wrong word, provide proactively wonderful constructive advice, maybe it's the correct way, but, but there seems like infinite monetization angles that you could actually bolt on at some point. How do you balance like building this actual marketplace also the ability to, if you wanted to, could probably flip a switch and generate a bunch of other side businesses and hustles. How do you handle that distraction? Well, I think our board has been very, very supportive of us really focusing on this subscription model. So really it's an annual subscription. It almost operates like a SaaS business. So anywhere from three to $10,000 a year, depending on what package you have, all they have to do is close two to three new clients, and they also have it as a sales tool. So there's a lot of ROI and value that the professionals get us. So until we get to be a $50 million, $100 billion business, we don't want to be distracted by brand advertising, for example, or think about e-commerce or gifting. We are going to stay very focused on this subscription model until we're at the scale where we can start thinking about a second revenue model. So, you know, Howes didn't add commerce till they were like, you know, eight or nine years in and really positioned as the leader in home decor, home design inspiration. And even that, who knows if that's what they're going to double down on or whatever. Our future vision is we want to create this incredible platform to build their brand, to drive leads, but also be an indispensable sales and marketing tool for these event companies. And so as we provide what we call network independent value, so for example, just sharing their photos on this beautiful profile page, many hotels say that this is better than their own website for sharing their work. So that's a network independent value that will help us grow. We plan to drive more and more network independent value for these professionals so that even if they're in Kansas and we haven't launched there, and by the way, we have event professionals with profiles in Kansas, we just haven't launched, they can create a page that will add value to their business. Good. Well, we have 1,500 acres of farmland that has nothing on it right now. We can have one of the weirdest and remotes events in Western Kansas (laughs) (laughs) before we plan any wheat next year. Just kidding. That's right. Maybe we'll be your first customer. Yeah. And I think the other thing I'll say about you talked about the industry and changing. We really believe inspired events inspire people. You talked about going to some of these kind of stale events. It's just like it's not helping anyone, right? If you are going to have an event, make it inspirational. That doesn't necessarily need to mean huge budgets. It could mean an incredible speaker, incredible music, incredible lighting. Like it doesn't have to be a million dollar event. 
if you create an inspired event, it could inspire those people to maybe it's buy your product. Maybe it's be an investor in your fund. Maybe it is to donate to a charity or create family memories. Party Slate's mission is to really inspire people around the world to plan these incredible events and to give them the ideas they need at their fingertips and find the best people that can bring it to life. And there's plenty of platforms out there for do-it-yourselfers. That's just not what Party Slate is about. Of course, we're going to have people that are taking ideas. That's fine. You can't stop that. But we're about the people that really want to create a thoughtful, inspired event and want to provide the right experience for their guests that's memorable and meaningful. We've been considering it actually for a while about hosting some sort of in-person ideas. And my fallback default has always been just like, hey, let's grab a bite or happy hour and just anyone can show up. But having a more deliberate and intentional process of designing the actual experience, I think is a really good idea. And, you know, and we've gone as far as talk about doing some ski weekends, et cetera, because again, I go back to it. <laughs> and so maybe uh, we'll spend some time on your website later, but my God, there's so many events you go to. The question is, you know, is the person that design this, are they doing it as the goal of just an event for them or is it actually for the attendees? You always want to think first and foremost about the attendees and what experience you want to create for the attendees. And if you can create a great experience for them, it will fulfill your purpose of the event. Yeah. The silent auction one, half that I go to, I'm like, are you guys actually trying to not raise money? Because this is probably the worst way I would design this. What my favorite was one local they had where they had a bunch of wine and then they were auctioning off. I can't even remember what at the end. And the way that they were doing it was clearly not well explained. And half the people were a few glasses of wine in. And it was, I don't even know what you call it, sort of a snake bidding process where the final person that bid won it. But if you bid at any point up to that, you owed that amount of money. Okay, (laughs) that's a horrible experience. (laughs) Horrible for everyone because all these people that didn't know somehow ended up owing like hundreds and thousands of dollars. And they didn't get the product. And they didn't get the product. And they were embarrassed because they had no idea. And everyone started like, it was, oh my God, it was a disaster. I'm not going to say who it was. I've actually done a lot of these things. I've never heard of that technique. I don't think it's a best practice. I will say in fairness to the amazing people that do these silent auctions, which I have no patience for, I could never be a silent auction chair, is that the margin on those donations are almost 100%. And so So when you do them and you get the products donated, and I know it looks like, oh, there's a huge silent auction, but the amount of donations raised from the silent auction, like all drops to the bottom line. What other resources outside of Party Slate? You mentioned House, which I had actually never heard of. Yeah, it's H-O-U-Z-Z. So if like you're redesigning a kitchen or a bathroom, it's an amazing like inspirational site to find like every possible thing you could want. Yeah. Any others in the same ballpark that you rely on or you think have been particularly wonderful as particularly interesting resources? Blogs, Instagram accounts, anything. Well, I think the Party Slate Instagram is the best, so please follow us. But for events itself, of course, I always tell people the best place to start is Google. There isn't one dominating platform for the industry, and I think we are in a good position to be that event inspiration platform, but there are many other platforms out there like for brides and grooms and for wedding registry. And of course we're watching the competitive landscape closely, but we feel like we're in a good position to win in that space. I mean, I think the interesting trend on marketplaces are things like Thumbtack and others where it's more for like, do you need a plumber? Do you need a driveway guy or whatever, where you can just put in what you need and then people get back to you. That's something that we talked to Febreze about. So we launched our concierge program in LA, New York, and Chicago, and it's going to be in more cities soon, where if you're at our find a venue and you're like, I just don't know what to do, you can click our concierge, fill out a quick form, and then we will get back to you with three suggestions. I really like that idea because for a lot of people like myself who are somewhat inept at this whole process, I mean, narrowing it down to a universe of even hey, here's a handful of reasonable choices. I don't even care if they're the best. I just don't want them to be the worst. Yes. I think it's the narrowing down that we're really working on on our side. What other pieces of information can we provide 
to help you narrow it down. We think the best thing is that full photo portfolio that you can really, oh yeah, I could picture my event here and oh, here's who they've worked with. But we're also going to add other things like endorsements and dollar signs to kind of give an indication of, is it luxury? Is it ultra luxury? Is it what we call lovely? We're really getting that information to help you. But if you do need help, we launched concierge about three weeks ago. We've had about 400 inquiries since then. And if you can imagine each event like 50,000 or even 20,000, that's a lot of money flowing through Party Slate. And that's why we tell our event professionals and venues there is no downside to having a free profile. And if you're too busy to build it, let us help you. As you look back on not just Party Slate, but also your prior career, and this could be personal too. What's been the most memorable event that you've been to? And it could be in a good way. It could be in a terrible way. Anything stick out in your mind from someone who's not only planned, but also attended probably hundreds? I guess I will have to say my wedding because that was my first large-scale event that I planned. And that was 15 years ago. And it was at the Four Seasons in Chicago, who is a premium member of ours, so full circle. Gosh, having everyone from your life in one place and my design vision coming to life. I've just, I guess, since I've been <laughs> probably seventh grade, I've just loved bringing people together. And it's one of the, my favorite things to do. So it's not a surprise that Party Slate is my passion project. It's so, so important to me. We have these fabulous, over-the-top, in a good way, incredible launch parties that are almost too great to name. But I will say a few an incredible Hamptons launch party where all white and beautiful at the Parish Art Museum with Amy Katz was absolutely incredible. We had our four-year anniversary in New York with Gourmet Advisory at Canvas. It was just, again, such an incredibly inspiring night to celebrate four years in the business. I think the things about the events that are different is not just like a band and food. It's about the experience of how people walk in, how people are greeted, not just the Instagram-friendly places to take photos, but the full experience of the Party Slate brand, the themes brought through, the drinks, the printing of the Party Slate logo on top of a cocktail. Like New Orleans, we actually had your picture that can be printed on top of a martini. So it was just an incredible, incredible customized experience that represents our brand. And there are too many to mention, but... Needless to say, our events are incredible. Good. You come to LA, we'll co-host one with you. Okay. I'd love to. We got to start winding down here, but I forgot to mention, you mentioned a couple of times some corporate partners. Is that something, uh, whether it's Four Seasons or Wolfgang Puck? Those are our premium members. So those event professionals I was talking about, those are people that we help promote and manage their profile pages for them. And they got a lot in their plate, but some of the biggest brands in the industry are trusting Party Slate to represent their brand and to build their business. So yes, we work with the Four Seasons. We work with the Ritz, Wolfgang Puck. I mentioned Mindy Weiss, celebrity planner in LA is on our advisory board. We are working with incredible, incredible people. Very cool. Well, Julie, I think you've nailed it, but people want to follow you. Party Slate, place to go? Yeah, it's partyslate.com, party and then S-L-A-T-E, not parties late, but party slate, (laughs) at party slate for Instagram and Facebook. Of course, you can find us on LinkedIn as well. Julie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Listeners will add show note links to mebfaber.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review. We love to read them. Shoot us feedback at the mebfabershow.com. Thanks for listening, friends. Good investing. Good investing.